Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 22nd of May, the 142nd day of 2023, affording us 223 days of opportunity on our way to 2024. Lots of starry nights and windy days this past week, and poet Cynthia Zeren presents an interesting sonnet to Astraeus, the titan god of stars and planets and the four seasonal winds, from which we have this concluding couplet. Twilight's inamorati smudge the lawn. From the ceiling you look down, holding Eros's dumbstruck thunderbolt. From the 16th century Italian theater style known as Commedia dell'arte, the innamorati, Italian for the lovers, are the stock characters, the lovers around whom everything revolves. Completely sincere in their emotions, but something is always in the way. Could be finances, interfering relatives, or the lover's own lack of comfortably coping with the mysteries of love. The Inamorate are young, well-educated academically, though generally naive in the ways of the world. Five centuries after the emergence of these stock characters, their anthropological significance resonates in what we often refer to, ironically, as the hope of the future. Soon in Maine, what has been known traditionally as the Magic Hundred Days, stretching from Memorial Day weekend to Labor Day weekend, is gearing up, and counting on a sizable number of youth, the hope of the future, to staff the Pine Tree State's summer tourist service industry in all its diverse and sundry manifestations, from waiting tables to conducting whale-watching tours. And yes, stargazing figures prominently too, as Maine's down east night skies are by and large less intruded upon by the level of lightning generated from major urban centers to our south. Heavenward this evening and the next two evenings, for example, just after sunset, look west and watch for our waxing crescent moon keeping company with the planet Venus, the twin stars Castor and Pollux of the constellation Gemini, and the red planet Mars. On Wednesday evening, the beehive cluster at the heart of the constellation Cancer the Crab joins the party. Speaking of bees, the NOMO movement is gaining some major participants here and there. Strolling along College Avenue in Orono this past week, the passers-by would have been treated to a vast array of flowering dandelions growing among taller-than-usual grass, as the University of Maine is attempting to foster a pollinator habitat in support of the NOMO month of May when the grass and the dandelions stage their initial riots upon the Maine landscape. Meanwhile, Maine's whitewater canoe and kayak raising season concludes next weekend with the final event of the Macro Downriver Point Series, the Melanocket X-Stream Canoe Race. And on other fronts, some of you may have noticed A Word in Edgewise has steadily been reducing its coverage of the COVID-19 pandemic, more or less in sync with the change in such major facets as the U.S. National Public Health Emergency, which took effect three years ago and expired almost two weeks ago on May 11th.
Similarly, by merging fatal drug overdoses, shootings, motor vehicle accidents, and all other types of accidents into an umbrella category of fatal injuries, the World Health Organization announced that COVID has dropped to the fourth leading cause of death in the U.S. this past year. At the moment, that translates to 840 deaths in the U.S. from COVID this past week, or approximately one death every 12 minutes, the lowest COVID fatality rate in a long, long while. We're all weary of this epidemic, now called endemic rather than pandemic, to raise our hopes. Good luck to everyone coping with future variants. Last week, my girlfriend and I received our second bivalent boosters. Today in 334 BC, the Macedonian army of Alexander the Great defeated the forces of Darius III of Persia in the Battle of the Granicus. Today in the opening battle of England's 30-year-long War of the Roses, Richard of York took St. Albans and thereby captured King Henry VI. Today in 1799, Napoleon made a statement in support of reestablishing Jerusalem for the Jews. Today in 1849, not yet Senator or President Abraham Lincoln received a patent for a device to lift a boat over shoals and obstructions. He would then later also become the only U.S. president to hold a patent. Today in 1907, in the village of Dorking in Surrey, England, Lawrence Olivia was born. Years later, he would recall his earliest memories of his father. The slight disgust he felt at his first viewing of me seemed to me, and I feel sure to my mother, to last all my boyhood until my heaven, my hope, my entire world, my own worshipped mummy died when I was twelve. Olivier's strongest recollection of his mother was of the frequent spankings she gave him. From the age of five until I was nine, my mummy had, more often than it pleased me to remember, to quell the natural anguish which she suffered at what was to her the dreaded prospect of spanking me for one inveterate and seemingly irresistible sin, that of lying." It was apparently impossible for me to resist the temptation. It was a compulsion in me to invent a story and tell it so convincingly that it was believed at first without doubt or suspicion. Purportedly, Olivier also claimed that he finally broke this habit of lying to spare his mother the distress of punishing him, adding, If my wonderful mums had lived to watch me at work, at times more glowingly fortunate than I would have dared to imagine, I have sometimes wondered whether she might not have come to the conclusion that those years of habitual lying were due to an instinct for some initial practice in what was to become my trade." Let it not be thought that I am attempting to find any excuse, whatever, for my early wicked tendencies, but it might, as is said west of the Atlantic, it might well figure. Olivier's first stage role was at age 15 in a school production of The Taming of the Shrew. He played Kate. Today is also the birthday in 1622 of French soldier and governor of New France, Louis de Beau de Frontenac. In 1813, of German composer Richard Wagner. In 1859, of British author 
Arthur Conan Doyle. In 1907 of Herge, the Belgian comic book creator of The Adventures of Tan Tan. In 1914 of American jazz pianist Sun Ra. In 1922 of American film critic Judith Christ. In 1938 of American actress Susan Strasberg. And in 1970 of English model and actress Naomi Campbell. From Oran Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the 10th official week of spring and to the 21st week of the new year.